Hi, I'm D&D enthusiast and dungeon master Ryan Howard. Do you love D&D and other tabletop RPGs? Do you want to hear stories from people who not only also love RPGs, but have created and impacted them throughout their storied careers? Do you like stories of triumph and tragedy from other players and dungeon masters? Do you like passable impressions of celebrities? If so, check out my weekly interview podcast, Rollin' Bones with Ryan Howard, where I interview dungeon masters, players, content creators, and visionaries who love the game and all it stands for. Hear interviews with people like Larry Elmore, Shane Hensley, David Iwalt, Steve Kenson, and many more on Rollin' Bones with Ryan Howard. Listen on Anchor or wherever fine podcasts are heard. Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. My name is Tim, and I want to say thank you very much for listening to this. That sounded a little bit more sarcastic than I meant it to. But anyways, moving right along. Not too much to announce this week, aside from the fact that we have a couple of new reviews up on iTunes. I want to thank Mongo 13 who left us a review at the end of September, and another person who left one at the beginning of October, I can't pronounce your username, so I'm not going to attempt to do so, but I really do appreciate you leaving that very kind review, so thank you very much to both of you. If you're listening to this and you want to maybe help us out in some way, you can leave a review if you want. You can tell a friend or an enemy about the show, or if you're just content to listen, that's totally fine too. We love you all the same. If you're listening to this and you are a beginner or aspiring dungeon master, or you're a very experienced dungeon master, you can join our dungeon master group on Facebook. Our Facebook page is Knights and Nerds Podcast. Just go to where it says groups, request to join. We discuss the campaign, the behind the scenes stuff that's happening. Tons of spoilers, but you can help plan the campaign as it unfolds. So if that's something that interests you, you can join the group. Or the other thing that you can do is if you're running your own game and you need help and you want to consult an awesome group of very creative and knowledgeable people, you can ask questions there too, and everyone will help you. It's a fantastic resource. And speaking of fantastic resources, these episodes are also available on the website dmdave.com, which has a ton of content for players and dungeon masters alike. And I'm pretty confident that saying a ton is not an exaggeration. If you printed everything out that he's written and weighed it, probably would be somewhere in that neighborhood. This episode features some downtime. And I know that the players are just, I should say the characters rather, are just coming off of a side quest. And I want to say that things in the next few episodes are really going to pick up the story. Like the story is really going to be propelled forward in some surprising ways in the next two or three episodes. So if you've been listening to the behind the screen episodes, you know what it's building up to. And we are going to take a few leaps and bounds very quickly in the uh, coming weeks. So I'm very excited for those episodes to be shared with all of you. And on that note, I think it's time we rejoin the heroes. Candace, Katie, Matt, and Tom, otherwise known as Fiance, 
Vanna Spruce Lee, and Geladob Fabblestabble. Quick recap of last time. You managed to obtain several crates, which oh, yeah, contain some neato stuff, some magic items. Breeden nearly died, so, I mean, good good foray for her, you know, to sort of get her confidence back, getting pummeled by a walking, <laughs> shambling mound of earth and trees. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were heading back to Tall Hill with your haul. Before we get into it, though, I know that last time we did a whole bunch of shout-outs. You remember that? That was good fun. We have one last shout-out to do because this donation came in afterwards. So the very last donation was Ryan Howard of the Rollin' Bones podcast. Oh, damn! Yeah, Ryan. Ryan. Ryan, actually, he and I already did record a uh, some stuff for behind the scenes, and he's got some very interesting ideas. Oh, cool. should be thankful that he's not your DM. <laughs> Ryan probably do a better job than i would actually but i mean by the time this comes out then like our behind the screen episode will already already be out so anyways thank you ryan for uh your support original fan from the very first time i posted on reddit looking for attention (laughs) and uh interviewed me on his amazing podcast rolling bones with ryan howard okay shut up everyone (laughs) that's our new start eh? (laughs) It's a good podcast start. Shut up, everyone. (laughs) It's going to be a real quiet podcast. Uh, You're heading back to Tall Hill. You have several crates worth of stuff. Now, here's the thing. We rolled to see, like, what the rarity of stuff that you found was, and I told you that there was one legendary item in there. Now, all of you as players know it, but none of you as characters would know that. So... In terms of the journey back, which will be several hours, are you going to be just in there fondling stuff? Uh, just looking rolling. at maybe, not fondling. I'm just waiting for but... people to look at me, like <laughs> just waiting for the prejudice to roll in. You'd be right. <laughs> I'd call it taking inventory, but yeah, Gilladob's three hands would probably in those crates. <laughs> oh, mage hands. Okay. Oh, I yeah. can't. Yeah. I was like, do you have some kind of deformity that I'm not aware of? Maybe. I haven't noticed this. Okay. Before. So I can like I think. I think there's a rule that if you spend, a a short rest, concentrating on one particular magic item, you then will innately understand its properties. So. I can describe the items that are in there and you can tell me which ones that you want to focus on okay okay i was gonna say if there's like something super shiny and pretty then Faye would go for but that'd be about it okay there's a lantern there's a bottle of some kind of liquid there's a staff that has some sort of uh snake motifs on it there's a a stone that's in the shape of a cat's head. There's a rod, which is not like the chime of opening. There is a necklace. There is one potion, two potions. It's two different potions. There's a quiver, like that would go with a bow. There's a a ring, a saddle, gloves, pipes, like, like a pan flute. There's a baggie. 
boots, a horn. Baggy? Yeah, like a little bag. Like a Ziploc bag? <laughs> I'm not visualizing this, sorry. <laughs> little sandwich baggy. <laughs> it's a no-name baggy. No, it's not clear. It's like a little, like a little oh, okay. letter, like, thing that zips up. Oh, sorry, boots, horn, there's a book, there's a staff resembling sort of a quarter staff, and then there's a, there's like a folded up piece of cloth. So many things. So yeah, there's many a lot of things. stuff. I want like the ring, the gloves, the f- flute. Do you want me to okay. like do another run through real quick? I'll probably edit. This Are we one out. Eat, like each then like, yeah, like working with some of these items here? Or? Well. I'll say this, you're not literally or even metaphorically out of the woods yet, so mm. whether or not anyone would want to be like sort of alert and on guard. I'm going to say Spruce is probably up driving one of the carts since we lost a driver. Yeah. Mm. Right, so you Spruce did. will be driving that cart. And you said short rest with one item. Uh-huh. Short rest is half hour? Yep. And how, much, how many hours till we get back to town? Hmm... It was a while for us to get into the Yeah, forest, right? so probably, th- I think, three or four. So we could do multiple items, then. Could do multiple items, if that's all that you're doing. If that's we don't all Gilly would be interested in. Because he's not going to drive the cart. Who? Gilly. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll probably stand guard until like we actually get out of the woods, maybe, for a bit. <clears throat> I see shiny necklace, I see shiny ring, I see a musical instrument... What musical? In- oh, the pipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what musical instrument? A pipe. Gilly would check out the cat head first. Okay. And necklace first. Okay, the cat's head is a luck stone. Well, this polished stone is on your person. You gain a plus one bonus to ability checks and saving throws. That's on your person, not in your person, Gilly. <laughs> he can. Wherever he wants to. The necklace is called a periapt of wound closure. While you wear this pendant, you stabilize whenever you are dying at the start of your turn. In addition, when you roll a hit die to regain hit points, double the number of hit points it restores. That is cool. That is very cool. Mm -hmm. I'll probably ask you more details on that too if we don't end up selling it or someone tries to take it away from me. What else did you want to look at? There's a lot of items in there. Yeah. I mean, the quiver seems relevant to a couple of us. Mm-hmm. I might even, like, see that and, like, pass it to Vanna and be yes. like, hey, check this out. Thank I, you. I pass you up this quiver so that sure, she gets roped into nice. checking out an item. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Spruce will kind of be like, anything good back there? <laughs> yeah, Spruce will probably tell Vanna, like, if you want to check some of that stuff out, just do it. I'll, I'll keep guard up here. Okay, thanks. I'll let you know if anything's happening. While you guys are all kind of like rummaging, the historians are like, so, like, we have to decide what to do with all this when we get back, right? I know everyone needs to be paid, but let's... Yeah, I'm not, like, pocketing the items, but going yeah. just going through them. I just clip the necklace on, adjust my scarf over it a yeah. little bit. I would just say if I stole something. Can we ask the historians to check some of this stuff out, too, and see if they can... They're gonna, yeah. I'll get, I'll, I'll throw in a couple for them. Cool. Is there any chance I can make a perception check to attempt to 
use all my experience to like pick out something of particular value. If anything catches my eye or I notice any properties with mm. an exceptionally good perception check. He is like a... He's a wheeler and dealer. Yeah. Sure, I'll allow that. Just a sec, I'm just going to describe this quiver. So this quiver has three compartments. Each compartment connects to an extra dimensional space that allows the quiver to hold numerous items while never weighing more than two pounds. The shortest compartment can hold up to 60 arrows, bolts, or similar objects. The mid-sized compartment holds up to 18 javelins or similar objects. The longest compartment holds up to six long objects, such as bows, quarterstaffs, or spears. Holy That's pretty handy. Shit. I'd be packing. You that can draw. So cool. You can draw any item the quiver contains as of doing so from a regular quiver or scabbard. Thanks, Gilly. I, I made a note <laughs> of it still under the crate, but you would just be like a walking armory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. I like that. Well, nobody brought spears. Good thing I brought enough for everyone. <laughs> and actually, yeah, you would be a good person to have that. That's we got, like we don't get to keep everything. Yeah. This is the one. Thing, I know. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, so you wanted to make a perception, perception check. check? Yeah. Okay, sure. Seventeen. So you think that the that the boots and the horn are probably a little bit more valuable than a bunch of the other stuff. Hmm. Guess I'll check out the horn then. And maybe tell someone else about the boots. Yeah, I'm like, oh, these look neat. And I put the boots down and then I start checking out the horn. I wouldn't look at boots. (laughs) But it's clothing. I'm like decked out. All right. I think I described my character as Bowie, but medieval. You don't think Bowie would like a nice pair of boots? Depends what they look we like. We didn't say it was a nice pair of boots. I guess. They've been stuck in a crate for how long? They're vintage. Right. <laughs> it's folded up cloth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's just cloth. Another portable Could hole. Could be a portable hole, yeah. So this is a Horn of Valhalla. I know that name. Oh, Valhalla? Oh, it's a provincial park that Katie and I were in uh, not long ago. <laughs> yeah, where so all the spirits of the warriors go when they're dead. Yeah. You can use an action to blow this horn. That's it. <laughs> all right. In response, warrior spirits from the plain of Isgard appear within 60 feet of you. These spirits use the Berserker stats from the Monster Manual. They return to Isgard after one hour or when they drop to zero hit points. Once you've used the horn, it can't be used again until seven days have passed. Four types of Horn of Valhalla are known to exist. Well, you know what? I'm not sure about that. Maybe my world only has one. Hmm. This is bronze. You must be proficient with all medium armor to use it. It will summon four D4 plus four Berserkers. Holy shit. Yeah, that feel like that's a rare thing. That's insane. Mm-hmm. That's only bronze. That's potentially... <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's the second highest one. Okay. Potentially 20 Berserkers. Bronze in all my games is third place. For an hour. <laughs> For an hour. Yeah. That's crazy. And somebody else is going to check out the boots. Is that you, Vanna? Or... Hey. Do they? What do they look like? Like, 
I want to say yes, but I'm also just trying to play in character. Yeah. How bedazzled are they? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. there's a ring. You would probably look at the ring. Uh, okay. But if you put it out and said these look cool, and they do uh, actually look, look cool, quality, then I right. might be like, you're right, that does look cool. <laughs> the van is there too. Yeah. yeah. But if they just kind of look like regular boots, I wouldn't touch them. There's no description of the boots. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Bend of the ring. All the way back to the R's. <laughs> ring of warmth. While wearing this ring, you have resistance to cold damage. In addition, you and everything you wear and carry are unharmed by temperatures as low as negative 50 degrees Fahrenheit. I feel like we already got some of those. We have ring no, we of have ring fire of resistance. Fire resistance. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the opposite. Oh, true. Okay. Um, I'll roll one for each of the historians. One thing is... Hang on. Potion of resistance. Um, you gain resistance to one type of damage for one hour. It's kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> gloves of thievery. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was next on my list. These gloves are invisible while worn. While wearing them, you gain plus five bonus to dexterity sleight of hand checks and dexterity checks made to pick locks. Cool. I don't know how much more I could possibly use in bonuses. <laughs> Plus 15 to sleight of hand. Oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. So I might not even take them. I just you know, need to stab a dead horse in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> dead horse. A dead horse. Yeah, it's evolving. It's not just a regular horse. <laughs> sure. Vanna, Vanna wanted to check yeah, the boots. Give me them boots. Oh. Okay. Boots of speed. While you wear these boots, you can use a bonus action to click the boots' heels together. If you do, the boots double your walking speed, and any creatures that make an opportunity attack against you has this advantage on the attack roll. I wanted to check out the pipe, but the fact that I said musical instrument and you said what musical instrument makes me think it's got very little <laughs> significance. <laughs> so I'm not really sure what I want to <laughs> Well, okay, what so the Faye DM is affecting Faye. What would Faye yeah. do? Yeah, what would Faye do? Faye would look at those that pan flute. Oh, wait, yeah. I just wanted to ask another question. Does the cloth look like the portable hole that I, we had current previously? The folded up cloth? Does it just look like cloth? So here's the description for the portable hole. This fine black cloth, soft as silk, is folded up to the dimensions of a handkerchief. Okay. Hmm. So it's not a portable hole. <laughs> I guess. Oh. Here's the description for the other thing. This fine black cloth, soft as silk, is folded up to the dimensions of a handkerchief. <laughs> wow. So reckon- Come on, Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> so it looks exactly the same. Okay, I'll, I'll retcon that. It's folded up to the dimensions of a pocket square. Oh, wow. That makes a world of difference. Mm. Um, so recognizing that it looks very similar to the portable hole, I don't think we need to look at it again if we go, hey, look, it's another portable hole. Well, you'd be checking it out if you were... I mean, do whatever you're going to do. Yeah. Gonna look at the pipe. The useless, non-existent musical instruments. Pipes of the sewers. You must be proficient with wind instruments to use these pipes. While you're attuned to these pipes, ordinary rats and giant rats are indifferent towards you and will not attack unless you threaten or harm them. So it's the Pied Piper's the Pied Piper. Sewer rats. But they don't follow me. They just don't care that I exist. Mm-hmm. The pipe has three charges. If you play the pipes as an action, you can use a bonus action to expend one of the three charges, calling forth one swarm of rats. 
with each expended charge provided that enough rats are within half a mile of you to be called. Uh, yeah, so... It's a Pied Piper. It's a Pied Piper pipe. I want to check out the, the baggie. <laughs> the, the, it sounds so legendary. <laughs> the legendary Zip Fresh bag. It's just full of like shitty Put weed. anything in and it would keep fresher by seven days. <laughs> Genius. Baggie of summon dragons. Okay. It's a bag of tricks. Um, Perfect for the trickster. Ordinary bag made from gray rust or tan cloth appears empty. Reaching inside the bag, however, re- reveals the presence of a small fuzzy object. You can use an action to pull the fuzzy object from the bag and throw it up to 20 feet. What the fuck? What is the fuzzy object? When the object lands, it transforms into a creature you determine by rolling a d8 and consulting the table that corresponds to the bag's color. So it can be like uh, anything from, depending on the color of the bag... A uh, weasel, dire wolf, uh, lion, brown bear, giant... Did I say giant weasel? No, I said regular weasel. Ape, axe beak, tiger, and there's some other stuff in there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's pretty cool. That's such a fun yeah. thing. Yeah, I like that. It's a fuzzy ball you throw in the air and it lands it and it's an, an animal. animal. Hang on, this, this, like last, this last line is terrific. Once three fuzzy objects have been pulled from the bag, the bag can't be used again until the next dawn. Until <laughs> <laughs> so the like next a- dawn. It's like a Pokeball almost. Yeah. I choose you. Something. Razorbeak. <laughs> Can I check out this snake staff? Staff of the Python um, requires attunement by a cleric, druid, or warlock. Um, essentially, the staff can turn into a constrictor. I'll give one more for the historians. Have we found the legendary item? Would you tell us that? I think you I would th- know. I think, okay. yeah, I think I know what it is. Mm-hmm. I feel like that horn is pretty fucking legendary. Yeah. It seems like it could murder some big creatures. Yeah. yeah. Lantern of Revealing. While lit, this hooded lantern burns for six hours on one pint of oil, shedding bright light in a 30-foot radius and dim light for an additional 30 feet. Invisible creatures and objects are visible as long as they are in the lantern's bright light. Hmm. That's cool. Faye's worst enemy. (laughs) Any questions that people want to ask on the remainder of the journey back? I mean, only how much time do I have to steal? (laughs) (laughs) If I wanted to forget that I was wearing the necklace and keep it without them noticing, (laughs) uh, would they have seen me? Because their historians are in the back with us, right? Mm-hmm. So they probably saw me take it, spend half an hour with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like they're they're cataloging everything. Yeah, that's it. So what if I'm like, oh yeah, well like, oh they're cataloging things. As you go, yeah. I mean, I, I guess there's a little bit of, of of a window while you're looking and while they're cataloging. It's like I'll just try on the gloves of thievery. Mm-hmm. I'll pick up the cat head, and then while putting things away, <laughs> I will use hole? an ability check. To try to steal the horn of Valhalla and tuck it away into one of my personal bags. <laughs> the portable hole. Just literally take the portable hole. It's I don't know just... what that thing is yet. The thing that's exactly like the portable hole you already carry? But different. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Just trying to make a, a sneaky sleight of hand to like tuck the horn away 
somewhere. Are you separate. trying to use the cat head to improve your your chances? And wearing the gloves, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just try on these gloves just to see if they fit. Oh, and what a pretty cat head! And then I use my mage hand and sleight of hand with a plus fifteen and right now plus sixteen. Oh Smart. <laughs> to try and steal. I love it. So you're not actually trying to steal the thieves or the cat head. No. And then after after that's just a distraction. And then I'll take them off and I'll put them oh away in the gosh. crate. I love very it. visually. I love it so much. See, everything in my hands is being watched. Yeah. What you're not seeing is the mage hand that's like behind me that's just mm-hmm. tucking the horn away into my packs. Do you know off the top of your head how long it requires to attune to something? Oh, I don't. Because I guess that's a thing, attuning to a magical item. So not the gloves don't require it, but the stone does. Tuning to an item requires a creature to spend a short rest focused only on that item while being in physical contact with it. <laughs> I guess did. I did. This can't be the same short rest oh. used to learn the item's properties. Okay. Well, that's fine. I mean, if it doesn't work, then I'm still wearing the glove, and I'm just... The cat head just doesn't activate, but still. I do the same thing. So now the cat head just becomes a... It's mis- just in my hands, and I don't get the bonus from it, but Unless yeah. you spent another half hour with it. No. <laughs> I mean, that was a plan. I'm sticking to my, my little performance. Okay, give me a sleight of hand check. All right. To steal the Horn of Valhalla. That's just overflowing with berserkers. Oh my god. I rolled a one, but it's a 16 still. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Oh boy! They want you to think should, as well. I know right? the rolled one sounds bad, but it still is a sixteen. So it's gonna be like against a contested perception check, I, I guess, for them. I suppose, yeah. That's rough. I don't have anything to give myself inspiration or a bonus. So, so I rolled a fifteen on the d twenty, and I think with even with a plus one to wisdom, which I'm, I'm gonna be conservative here and say yes that they do have that they are able to to spot that so i don't know how you are going to sort of try to spin this be <laughs> like oh <laughs> uh they just see an inv- the horn moving by itself <laughs> into like into my pack <laughs> so i'll give you a chance to make a deception check if you want to smooth things over be like <laughs> if you want to say like Oh, hey, what's this thing? like? So what do they say? Do they say, like, they they say something, they notice the horn, like, move into my bag? They So you were using your invisible mage hand for that, right? Yeah. So they kind of notice the horn moving, I guess, like, around you. They I don't think they necessarily know that you have an invisible mage hand, per se. Mm-hmm. So, and I notice that they've noticed? Okay. Well, then I will... <laughs> I'm gonna cast silent image, and when I re- when I go, oh man, I guess it rattled away, and I go to reach back to grab it, and I tuck it away, and I cast silent image, and I pull out a replica of it and put it away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using all my spell slots. Does that work? Um, wouldn't it disappear? <laughs> They're gonna know when they cast. I don't know. I, I mean, I like that idea a idea. lot, but I feel like when we get there and they're like. <laughs> Doing dividing up the inventory, they're gonna go. Where the fuck's the horn? Who's the guy that we saw trying to steal it before? <laughs> no stealing. <laughs> I know I'm already in a tricky situation. I would think that you for this because now they're 
like looking at you. They're gonna notice if I try and cast the spell. It'll be a sleight of hand check with disadvantage. Still with plus fifteen though. Yeah. I'm still wearing those gloves. I'm caught. I'm gonna try it. It's my only <laughs> resort. Yeah, I rolled three with both rolls, so it's eighteen. Sleight of hand check. So what do you say as you as you pull this little maneuver? I try not to bring like too much uh, attention to it, just as if it like moved off, and I just grab up, grab up the silent image version that I can like handle, and it looks like an object while I'm handling it, and I would just put it away carefully, put it in, you know, tuck it in with the rest of the stuff, and then just continue to like load items back into the crate. Okay, so you you make this little move like, oh, that's weird. I- Thought I saw it was moving like for a second there. These crazy magical items, I don't know. And they say nothing else. Like, oh yeah, yeah, no, there's lots of crazy stuff in here. <laughs> oh my well God. Gilly's Gilly's getting rusty. I take off the gloves and I return those back to the crate too. I'm like, oh, you had the gloves on too, huh? Well, how about that? <laughs> oh yeah, they were neat. They they're a little big on me and I jangled my little gnome hands <laughs> you ride back in Tall Hill it's the wee hours of the morning some townsfolk helps everyone unload the crates uh, they take most of them to uh, some of the vendors um, they are just going to sort of keep them under lock and key until the wizard can identify the rest everybody gets a long rest you get your hit points and spell slots back now, who was it that I originally talked to about this mission, about getting that ring? Oh, yeah. You will get your ring the following day. I actually think I meant that you got it before you left. I think I said that, but then I forgot, and so it didn't happen. Well, I didn't die, so that's good. What was the ring? Ring of protection. Uh-huh. Plus one to your AC and your saving throws. The next day... You you hear that there is going to be like a funeral service for Carson. Oh, baby Carson. And <laughs> the the townsfolk would sort of like you to participate because you were there when it happened. <laughs> Slash tried to like get rid of him. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll sing. And then there's going to be a celebration <laughs> afterwards. Um, not only of of the dearly departed but also of this big windfall that the town has now because they have you know this is going to be a substantial source of of wealth for them it's really going to you know affect the lives of many people here in a very positive way so they want you all to be there for the celebration as well before that happens is there stuff that you want to do make sure the horn is well hidden that's that's all Tom, I remember you saying that Gilly wanted to look into vacant buildings. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. To retire there? No. Oh. Wrong. <laughs> no. Wrong. It's no retirement. The work's just starting. You don't retire from being a hero. Yeah. You just temporarily go inactive until you have to saddle up one last time. So you you find out that there's a like an old farmhouse that could use a little bit of repairs there's also an old widow 
on a on a plot of land that has essentially you know a, a separate building on her property that's that's vacant and she's you know i guess there's not too many tenants around here so, but if if you wanted to seduce the old lady <laughs> yeah pay your rent and sex <laughs> say, make an arrangement but that's not what i meant mm-hmm. so either an old farm or a spare build uh, like a, a secondary building on someone else's yeah, property. Yeah, like an old stone house, like maybe like two, three rooms, like a small, you know, den with a fireplace and like something very cozy. Mm-hmm. See, that one might have more potential for like growth, like being able to develop structures on the on the property. It might be more suited, but the woman's all alone too, so that could could also be useful. You can invest into her property. <laughs> That's it. Ominous. <laughs> the woman's all by herself, totally helpless. <laughs> That's how I was interpreting yeah, it. Yeah, so I can help out because okay. I'm a hero. Just one mage hand to then a nasty tumble down a flight of stairs. <laughs> yeah, that's all it takes. And the will is mine. So, for reference, um, maintenance cost for a farm is five silver pieces per day, which is half of one gold piece. And with that, you get one skilled laborer and two unskilled laborers. Okay. Like, that would be their wages to help maintain the farm? (laughs) Yep. Because this is all so that I can talk with the Thieves' Guild and establish, like, an outpost for the Thieves' Guild. So, if I did take the farmstead, the money would be going to Thieves' Guild members to work the farm. And it wouldn't really be a farm. Hmm. So I'd be in contact with um, Martin about my ideas and about this new information, just to get uh, guild approval. But that sounds like it could it could work out. I'm wanting to establish something here because it's far enough away. There seems to be like a regular source of potential income through like the items that come out of the swamp that I think we could get our fingers into, and it also leaves an outpost that's fairly close to. Um, so it was the bigger city we just came from. Boldbrook? Boldbrook, yeah. It's fairly close to Boldbrook. So it might be like a good location. It'd be fairly like unknown. We have some magic items close by and then we can make runs to like Boldbrook. And yeah, it just sounds like a decent place to start up a new chapter. Cool. Okay. So are you going to ask him to like send people or are you going to be recruiting some Basically people? Basically giving him the plan and if it sounds like it's it would be approved and it sounds reasonable with the amount of money i have from the being the second in command of the guild then if it's approved then i would look at yeah bringing some people out there to work uh sure i mean he's i think you probably want to keep keep it to a like a, only a few people to start to keep it inconspicuous yeah and absolutely. to sort of make it like a trial run see how it goes mm-hmm. um he said that you could recruit some if you know anyone local that you trust, or you could get Marigold to to send one or two people from Boldbrook. Yeah, I'll put I'll put a word out to Marigold as well. I think to to like depending on how ramshackle you, you want to leave it, um, you know, you could I think a baseline to to fix it up would probably be like twenty five gold pieces. It'd probably take a, a day or two of labor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd put some of my efforts towards getting it situated, and I'd have to come up with some plans of like what I wanted them to do once they got there. But when Enna's still in town, right? 
Yeah, she's at the tavern, the dancing rapier. I'm going to stop by and get back the scroll of sending from her. And I'll set that up at the uh, farm just in case they need to contact me. Cool. What's everybody else doing during this time? Go try and train dog a little bit more. (laughs) Give me a couple of animal handling checks. Give me two animal handling checks. All right. 15. Okay. And 15. Ooh. He will, like, stay and go on command. Yeah, he's a good boy. <laughs> like, not just, like, to you, but, like, you can Send sort him. of, like, direct him. Yeah. Went much better than last time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? I'm just curious. Are we aware of what Gilly's up to? Are we... Like he's trying to acquire land, <clears throat> acquire land, or no, is this all kinda, on the down low? I, it's not like I'm going through too many hoops to hide it from you, but I'm just going about my business and okay. like not really mentioning it. Mm. I definitely have not mentioned in any way that I'm a second in command or that anything's changed in my position with the thieves guild, though. Okay, because even specifically. All my communication, none of this is mentioned over the Tattoo Trust. All of it is my direct communication with Martin. And I should make note, too, that from the very beginning of this idea, I've requested that it keeps very tight within the guild. So, I guess even when we're like, I'm asking for people, I'm specifically asking to take some people away that I know can be trusted... I want it, like, isolated even from other guild activities. I suppose in terms of what I'll do, maybe I'll just check in with Brita since <clears throat> she's had a rough couple days, like, almost dying again. Mm. And just Oh, shit, she should have been looking out items, too. Yeah. I forgot she was with us. <laughs> Wake up! Get to work! <laughs> Everything hurts! <laughs> like, come on! One of these things could help. You won't know until you check them all. Check out this cool lantern. Woo. Too bad I'm wearing this necklace. <laughs> Drink this random potion. It could be good for you. <laughs> so I guess Spruce technically already got paid. Wait, and Lilith is with us too. Son of a bitch. Somebody had to be guarding the goddamn caravan, Matt. There's two carriages. Yeah. Also, who was in the other carriage? <laughs> I guess Lilith and Brita. <laughs> and the other bodies. driver. <laughs> and yeah. the dead body. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Let's fast forward to the evening. There's a very mournful service for Carson, who is a very uh, respected member of the town, even though he turned into a vengeful ghost almost immediately after dying. That wasn't his fault. <laughs> Looking at me. <laughs> I, I wasn't saying it was your fault. They was trying. Uh, so they they kind of ask they because people heard you play so excellently. If if Faye will perform some kind of a a mournful ode or or, or yeah. something, oh, Does, do you have funeral appropriate music? <laughs> yeah, what's a funeral situation like in Oblivia where people generally don't die? <laughs> There isn't. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do you have a song for like when you run out of drink? That, yeah, that's kind of like running out of life. Maybe you could quickly change up a few words. Take that song that you have about how sad people are when you leave and just replace Faye with Carson. <laughs> Do you actually want me to come up with something right no, no, now? No, 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 I don't. I just want you to make a goddamn performance check. Yes. <laughs> or if you'll agree, I don't know, maybe you're like... Maybe you'll say that you're too torn up about it. I no, don't know. No, for sure she'll... Of course I'll perform. 
and it'll be amazing, and it'll be the best song you've ever heard in your I life about a man. A celebration I don't know. of life. Here's a story about when Gilly fought a bear. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have that open on my phone right now to read <laughs> the celebration after this. That's like if you asked me to read it, I got something. Twenty nine. Oh my gosh! Shit! It is wow. the saddest, most beautiful song you've ever heard about anyone named Carson. It's what the... rhymes with Carson? <laughs> Larson? Arson? Arson? He never committed arson. Carson. Parson. He was a great parson. <laughs> Carson. Okay, so the mournful stuff, just everyone is teary-eyed people. Some people are wailing. It be, like... Everyone is just moved. Even you guys who don't really care at all about NPCs are are just, you know, wiping a tear from the corner of your eye. Like, wow, that's really good. For a second, you almost believe all the things that Faye said about how brave Carson was on that trip. <laughs> and then things sort of move into a more jovial atmosphere. They bring out a few, like, kegs of beer. There's a few casks of wine that are tapped. And soon... Like another bard comes out and is like very shakily trying to follow up that amazing performance. <laughs> but soon people are dancing and drinks are being handed out. And uh, the the sheriff, who appeared almost instantly when the kegs did, <laughs> you know, wanted to cheers the, the brave people on the expedition that just came back for their astounding find. And everyone is super happy because they'll have, you know, a small amount of... An, I shouldn't say small, a fairly considerable amount of, of coin now. Is everyone partaking? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to cast little illusions to entertain people. Little illusions, huh? Yeah. Well, minor, minor illusions. Okay. Osa comes out and she has a, a tankard of ale and she casts, she makes some like little like sprites, almost like fireflies around the entire celebration with uh, with a bit of major illusion. Nice. Trying to up the ante. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, can I kick the bard off and just sing my song about Gilly? <laughs> uh, make a persuasion check for, for, like, you're convincing the bard to stop playing. I have to convince him after that performance I gave. <laughs> okay, roll with advantage. <laughs> Is that my... I'm doing persuasion? Mm-hmm. All right, so that was 26. Or intimidation. I don't know. Your style. <laughs> Buddy, my stage. Twenty-six. Get you, you turkey. Twenty-six. As soon as you approach with the loot, he stops mid-chord and just bows respectfully as you as you take the stage. As he should. As he and should. And people are cheering and carousing and, and drinking some more in, in anticipation of what you're about to play. Yeah. I finally get to read it. This is the song about Gilly fighting the bear. Can I, as I see you get up to play, I come up not on stage. I don't, nothing getting on your level, but just to like accompany you. You're like three feet tall. Yeah, I'm gonna cast a uh, silent image of a bear and mm. use concentration to reenact me fighting the bear as you tell the story. A story with a picture. Yeah. I like it. So we obviously drunkenly talked about this previous to this. I'm like, I'm no, it's more like story. a drunken in the moment. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. You just, you do your thing. And then I cast <laughs> silent image and you could probably figure it out. All right. I'll do my written one. 
<laughs> My spoken word then. There once was a man, a small man, no higher than my knee. He didn't like to walk, he preferred to be carried by me. But when a bear came charging, Gilly he did laugh. He ran right at him smiling and ripped that bear in half. Oh, that's going to be a gruesome end to that silent image. <laughs> yeah, because I actually rip him in half, but then he explodes into confetti. <laughs> Not blood. Showmanship. Yeah. Love it. As a, a drunk townsman comes up, he's like, You fought a bear? I want to fight you! You and me! But not in like a threatening way. Be like, I could fight you! If I can fight you by the transitive property, therefore I can beat a bear. I say, okay, but first, drinks! And then I get, make sure to get him nice and plied up first before, <laughs> before we have a little fisty cuffs for fun. Okay. Yeah, he'll take, uh, he'll take, just chugs back an entire tankard. <laughs> Well, tell me he just passes out backwards. Um, I'll make a constitution check. No, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. He's like, I'll a friendly fight. He's like, all right, try try not to hurt me, little man. <laughs> and uh, I guess, you know what? You'll go first with the initiative because there's no way he's going to beat you on that. So you just <laughs> go ahead first. Would I just roll a d20? Uh, you can just tell me like how you want to approach this. He's He's not like a fighter. He's more like a... Yeah, you know. Uh, I think I'll have fun with him at first, and I'll I'll spend more of my efforts like dodging, because I have like high dexterity on uncanny dodge. Like the likelihood of him making an attack, I'll just be like the wind. I'll always be a step out of the way. Okay, so I'll um, I'll roll with disadvantage. Oh, one was a nat twenty. Ooh. But the other one was a six. So okay. you definitely just kind of nimbly duck out of the way easily. I still applaud him and I give him credit, but then I start throwing in some jabs to the knees and try to knock him over. Okay, make a uh, an attack roll. So it'd be seventeen. Okay, yeah, okay. you easily you easily just hit this guy in the shins or or the kneecaps. Yeah, I just try and knock him over. Okay. I rolled another six, so he goes down in a big heap. All right. The fight lasts like maybe ten seconds. Yeah, I stand on his back, which isn't really that bad because I'm little, and I make a big show of things, but then I help him back up. Somebody hands him another tankard, and he like raises your arm in the air, and he's like, The little man can beat a bear! <laughs> he kind of lifts me up off the ground and I allow it. <laughs> one of his friends would be like, uh, I don't want to fight the little one. Somebody else want to arm wrestle me, though? I call out Vanna. Okay. I find her in the crowd. <laughs> okay. I'll put him in his place. He, he seems a little cocky. He hands you a full full mug of ale and says, Bottoms up. Oh, thanks. I'm not going to like chug it, though. I'll drink when I want to. Right. <laughs> He's slightly offended. So <laughs> you take a sip. You're like, mm. <laughs> it seems like just like a local custom just to get hammered. I mean, I think I, me and Brita have probably been just sitting and silently drinking. I, I'm imagining I'm still a bit tipsy, but this will be easy. And he sort of brings up a, like an empty barrel and plunks his arm down, and he waits for you. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's do so this. make an athletics check. I ask Faye to cheer on. Hey, Clay, let's cheer on. That's yes. my subtle nod for maybe an inspiration. Bardic inspiration. Many words are sung. Fourteen. <laughs> huh. 
Apparently I'm more drunk than I thought I was, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This guy narrowly manages to, to best you. Mm. And he's, he says, he's like, maybe maybe if you drank up, you'd do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> I will just, like, toss my beer in his face then. <laughs> <laughs> he wipes his, his eyes and he's, like, just agog. And he's, like, looking at you like, you're the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. He's into it. <laughs> I guess if you're into that, okay. <laughs> he just kind of like rings out his beard and stares at you as he kind of like slinks slinks away. How attractive is he? Am I into him? Uh, roll. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's roll. I rolled a three. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, he's. Homely. He's homely. Okay, like I will, uh, not... end of Tarth and the <laughs> giant slave. <laughs> I'll make efforts to avoid him, then. I'm not interested in this. He seems nice. <laughs> and then, lastly, to, to sort of cap off the celebration, uh, they, they announce an impromptu race down one of the sides of, of, like, the road coming into town, like Tall Hill. There's a very steep side to it. And so you learn through some announcements that oh yeah, there's this thing that they do when they're when they're drinking that they'll essentially run run to the base of this hill and then back up and uh, and it can get kind of rough. I'm interested. Rough Damn. Wish yeah. I had the boots of speed, <laughs> but I'm in. Spruce Spruce is also in. I'm probably drunk oh, enough yeah. to join in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. glad Spruce is up for the challenge. <laughs> okay, but everyone has to down a drink, a full-on drink. Before, in order to like everyone like this has been going on for an hour just heavy drinking everyone kids drink responsibly <laughs> um, you know what medieval life fantasy life too was was difficult because you're just a farmer and there, there's all these weird monsters running around so it was okay for them to overindulge every now and then okay so if everyone can make a a constitution saving throw no sorry yeah constitution saving throw to start. 10. 11. 9. 15. Okay. Danny, you feel like maybe it went down the wrong tube a little bit, but you're good. Everyone is is okay. No one's penalized. So let's everyone go ahead and make it an athletics check as um, Osa does the honors with a, like a prestidigitation to send up a flare into the sky and everyone just sort of takes off running down the hill. So everyone give me an athletics check. Is Brita doing this too, or no? Yeah, Brita's doing it. Okay. You have to tell her to put her sword away. Yeah. <clears throat> 16. 7. 22. Oof. 7. Oof. Uh, two of the townsfolk, like, immediately stumble, like, they run into each other. <laughs> Both of them throw up, and they're just, like, laying, <laughs> laying in the grass, be like, we made it. That was fast. <laughs> um, sorry, it was 7 and 7? Mm-hmm. So Gilly and Faye kind of lag behind a little bit. And you make it about halfway down the hill. And there is, uh, with, with Gilly and Faye, some of the slower townsfolk uh, are, are sort of like catching up to you. And, and you can see that they're going to try to like trip you up or something like that. So make a dexterity saving throw. 19. 18. Oh, yeah. Both of you just... Duck out of the way. You're not having any of that. Okay. Nope. Now, everyone make one more athletics check as you get to the bottom of the hill. 
Natural 20. Ooh. Oh. Nat 20. Ooh. What is the type of check? Oh, no, I'm, I'm just zero. So that stays like... 16. 18. So as you get down to, like, the bottom of the hill, there's just, like, these series of, like, oddly placed rocks, and you kind of circle them, head back up. Vin is clearly in the lead, and the remaining townsfolk, they're just, like, they all get down there, and they're just doubled over, panting, and they're just, like, waving, like, you go on, <laughs> go on ahead, go on ahead. And Vanna gets back up first, followed closely by everyone else who is all the heroes. Yeah. And to, to, like, thunderous applause from the rest <laughs> of the townsfolk as, like, as the heroes just come rolling in, and ten minutes later, like, the others come, like, they're just covered in dirt and, and mud, and <laughs> a little bit, little bit deflated, but unharmed. Can I rub my win in that arm wrestler guy's face? Just be petty. Oh, it's just gonna turn him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. E, maybe not, yeah, if that's how it's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> like that. You're so insecure that, like, where's that fucking farmer? I'll show him. <laughs> I'm drunk. I don't know. I could be an asshole. Faye just thinks this is the best town that's ever existed. Yeah. This is the best thing. Mm-hmm. This is so much fun. I'm not leaving. You guys can go on and fight some bad guys. I'm just going to get drunk and run up hills. <laughs> and play to people who worship me. The The revelry continues until until the casks are dry. And, uh, you know, there's bonfires going essentially until you can start to see the early light of the sun coming up and then everybody has to deal with the consequences of their actions. Yeah, do we roll for hangovers? <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's oh, do God. Constitution oh. saving throw. Yeah. Con saving throw. <laughs> a what? A constitution saving yeah. throw? Four. Nine. Three. Eighteen. <laughs> well, your experience. Yeah. This is not this is like a regular night for me back home. So, okay. So the following day, Faye is in a great mood. <laughs> Woo! Like best day ever. It was such a fun night. I can't believe it. Like I, as as you're like walking down the street, like people are coming up to you and like linking arms with you and like <laughs> singing the song about Gilly fighting the bear and stuff. Uh, I'll probably. Or am I with her? Them, whatever, everybody. I don't know. The don't, noise is making yeah. you guys all have a headache. Yeah, I'd be like, shh. Everyone's like, got sunglasses and a Starbucks in their hand. Yes. It's like, this is the worst. <laughs> Gilly's like, did I fight another bear last night? <laughs> I have hair in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. That ugly farmer, like, winks at you as he walks <laughs> out. <laughs> I was going to say, dog's just missing a little patch of hair. <laughs> Dog yeah, is I the fell, big I fell asleep in the dog bed. <laughs> the dog's the big spoon. Yeah, I, I woke up spooning. spooning Actually, I dog. can totally see that Gildab passed out getting spooned by the dog because he's small enough to roll up in bed beside him. That is adorable. Please, if there's been, if we can have any more fan art. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so I think there's there's going to be a conversation to ha- to be had this day about everyone else's payment um, with regards to the excursion. But, like, Spruce has already collected his his payment. Yep. Um, other than that, what do you guys want to do? So, other than collecting payment? Well, we had left some things 
the with, wizard with the wizard, him. right? Mm-hmm. For him to kind of definitely have to check back on him. Look at. Did we leave the black orb with him? You did. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we could go check in with him. See what's uh, if he made any headway on anything. If he's insane now. Yeah, if he's insane. Mm-hmm. He's also been. I guess he spent the last night looking at all those items that we brought back. But okay, so I think the uh, the 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 townsfolk who organized this um, excursion, they are like they've never had a hall this big. Like this is really unheard of for most places. So they kind of wanted to get like your like. Obviously, under normal circumstances, it takes time for like to find buyers of this sort of thing. Now, just as the DM, like you have Nestor is sort of a a merchant, so whether or not he has any remaining connections is something that you can explore. So you can either like take an advance, like they obviously can't give you. Uh, a straight percentage because they don't know when or if any of these things will be sold. Um, or they're like, you could each, like the four of you could each take one uncommon item mm. or maybe an item, one item of higher rarity. If, if that's what you wanted to, to do. What's my necklace? Uncommon. Awesome. Clip it on. What about that quiver? I'm pretty interested in that. Uncommon. Hmm. Yoink. <laughs> Do we know if any of the other stuff was identified? But I guess not really so much. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe I should go through that. The Tome of Understanding was the book. Um, this, the staff, which resembled a quarter staff, was essentially a, a magic quarterstaff that um staff of striking magical quarterstaff that gains plus three bonus to attack and damage roll it has 10 charges when you hit with a melee attack using it you can expend up to three of its charges for each charge you expend the target takes an extra d6 force damage crazy um a potion of growth saddle of the cavalier Immovable rod and Keatome's ointment. <laughs> What's that for? It's for the nads. Mm. Contains 1d4 plus 1 doses of a thick mixture that smells faintly of aloe. One dose of the ointment can be swallowed or applied to the skin. The creature that receives it regains 2d8 plus 2 hit points, ceases to be poisoned, and is cured of any disease. There is one item that they are not talking about. The paper, or the, the cloth. Not the cloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was also a scroll. A spell scroll. I haven't determined what it does, but if okay. you really want it's me... It's just a spell scroll. Yeah, a third level spell scroll. Okay. So, Gilly, are you going to ask about that cloth? <laughs> I feel like you'd be the one to ask about it. I mean, I guess if they're like talking about the stuff, I would notice... It's like, oh, I thought there was a, a small cloth there, yeah. Looked very similar to this one. And I show them the portable hole. They do both look like handkerchiefs. They're both folded up into the dimension, silky, black, in the dimensions of a handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Except that the other one's more of a pocket square. 
Can you roll an insight check, Gilly? Sure thing. I do feel like it'd be very beneficial to them for getting loot when they go back in. 16. You can tell that they are, like the townsfolk that are talking to you about this, they're kind of confused and scared. Hmm. I'd ask them if they've tried to use it. They kind of look at each other and they said, we opened it up and it goes somewhere else. Yeah, I've heard that sometimes these storage tricks can be good, like mine, but sometimes uh, they're, they're not so good. It's, he's like, no, it wasn't a storage trick. It goes, it's like a, like a doorway. Oh. What did you do with it? We closed it. Yes, Where'd, I'd be very careful with that. Where'd you put it? The wizard's still studying it. Great. If the wizard's got it, then that's fine for now. I can always talk to him about it later. Do you know where it went? Like, where did it lead to? We didn't go through. Did it look vacation-y? <laughs> Mm-mm. <sighs> Did they pull anything out of it? No fuzzy objects. <laughs> Two of you have taken items. I think I'm interested in, in the uh, bag of tricks. Just because it's a bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that would be an option for my, for my choice. Sure. All okay. right. So it's a tan bag of tricks. Your options for fuzzy objects are jackal, ape, Baboon, axe beak, black bear, giant weasel, giant hyena, or tiger. Jeez, yeah. Grad. And along with your ill-begotten horn, that's a lot of new backup all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. It is very much so. So it's tan bag of tricks. Ill-begotten. When you talked about how they would have difficulty selling and setting things up, Giladob would offer his services in trying to accommodate um, and basically inform them, like, hey, like, you know, it's been wonderful being here. It's a nice area. I'm actually looking myself to establish on the old farmland. And I have some connections with vendors in both major cities that are still remaining. Um, so I'd offer up, offer up even if they were looking, because you said, like, they don't even have much gold to have paid us with. So I'm willing to subsidize or give like a a loan of some gold so that they can purchase necessities and still hold on to their goods as a way to like make make a business connection and to maybe start being someone they would go to to help sell some of the more unique or magical wares get my business fingers going on in there Mm, all right so you're you're kind of wanting to be the like the fence in a way, yeah. And as much as like they're all legally ob- obtained goods for right now, I could use Thieves Guild's things as well as like Nestor and other just like... Because I was in legal trade as well previously. I was a merchant. So I'm offering my services, experience, and my networking connections. Well, as well as the travel, you know, yeah. with, you know, I can always offer security as well. Like with your... With your thief employees? Possibly through the guild, or... I mean, I'm a hero, so I don't think I need to explain things too much. (laughs) Did you hear the story about the bear? (laughs) Yeah, really. Guaranteeing you a bear-free travel. (laughs) 
Okay. Well, we'll we'll table that for the time being. Mm-hmm. We'll. I mean, that'll take I think some time to establish before yep. you start seeing any dividends. Yep. You should definitely put Teller and them up in your farmhouse for now until we can keep them safe. Oh, that's a good idea. Because they're staying in, like, the... There's only so many rooms, they said, mm-hmm. in this very small place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could make that offer. If they'd like to to work, I'm sure we could get a room together and let them stay there, possibly. Sure. Yeah. They'll stay there. Even Anna, I'm sure, could move her stuff. It might be a little more secure. I would uh, also throw in there, maybe you could see if any of your thieves' people... If one of them could just be on listening to see if Teller says anything with certain keywords and pass them on to you. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Candace just set up the first uh, first chapter of CIA. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It can be our behavioral division. I'm curious to see the wizard. I want to know what he's found out, if anything. It looks like he hasn't slept in like a day, but he's very energized studying this stuff and he's a little annoyed a bit about being interrupted but that doesn't it doesn't bother you guys so he you want to sorry you wanted to know about the the cloth and the orb mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. one first orb yeah i guess yeah the orb. okay so the orb he has been looking at for maybe two days and he still doesn't fully understand it yet. It's not a magic item in the, in this traditional way that magic items are made. He sort of echoes what other people have said in that it's not like anything else that they've seen. He doesn't know what the voices are all about. He thinks it may be connected to other locations. And that that may explain in part the, the voices. And that it's something used to at least communicate that's all that he can really know about the cloth he refers to the cloth as the well of many worlds and it is a doorway that connects to a finite number of places but can open up a passageway to places other than here not like here to Farrah's point like Planes of existence. Yes. So yeah. there's a specific number that it can travel to, but how it decides to open onto which one, he hasn't quite figured that out yet. That's something to be very careful with. I feel like that's a pretty legendary class item. I say that's something to be careful with and that he should maybe hold it in a very secure area. That doesn't sound like something he should be looking to sell first off. Well, like, who would buy something like that? And it's something almost, like, beyond value. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Agarand might buy something like that. Yeah. They could take them somewhere to where the dragons were all banished to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe once I hit level 20 and I'm a badass. <laughs> and I'll just go on my own adventures through the hole. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. <laughs> yeah. Adventures through adventures the hole. Through the hole. <laughs> the Gilladob Fabulous story. <laughs> Fan fiction. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, some erotic fan fiction. He would like to keep studying the orb if you're going to stay around. Regarding that, what are you going to do? I feel like the orb should be put away in Gilly's concern that it's being, like, left out. 
I wanted to communicate with it. Well, because if it does communicate, it could be communicating like back to it. And I express those concerns to the wizard and ask if he has anything, something similar to like something that would block scrying or, or possibly like, I don't know, some sort of anti-magic box that you could put it inside of. Like I was keeping it in the portable hole in hopes that that might kind of block it off from our plane of existence since the holes it's kind of own space like separate from the world so you're saying that you want to put it away and he's like oh please just just maybe maybe until tomorrow morning i say we just let him yeah study. if it's in his uh, tower, just more just like out. yeah just try and take precautions like if you're not actively looking at it maybe see little way somewhere i don't know just express my concerns with its security because if he's saying it's a communication thing then it could be listening as well hmm. okay and in terms of your more general plan of like where, what to do and where to go what's what's everyone's mm-hmm. thoughts on that are we going back to Farrell's point is really the mm-hmm. the question at this point because we have everything we've done we've gone to all of our quote unquote side quests to meet our people that we've sent off we're not, we're not sure we trust Elwyn we're not sure what the, si- the state of the city's in. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a couple days travel back. Yep. I think the only things that are going through my head is like, it does kind of feel like we're, we have to return at a point and see what things are like. Um, but is there any like help or other people we could get like on our mission back? What kind of progress has Anna made on this uh, new, new life cure? Mm. That's incredibly important as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if we're going back there, a new life cure could be very beneficial to have yeah. before getting back. Well, here's, here's, I guess, where she's coming from. She is very confident that it will work, but doesn't want to like synthesize all of the dragon bone right away in case she is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so if she's like wrong, wants to be able to correct her error before wasting all of this resource, right? So we need to find someone on new life to test... With a dose? Are we going to do a randomized Would control trial? Placebo and treatment? A double, yeah. line, double line study? Yeah. <laughs> do you have a question? Do you still have... New life the from Arnborn O'Houlihan. Sw- yes, I do. <laughs> the new life, the fake new life that you swapped out for actual new life yeah. to have yep. on you now. And yep. all of us were like, what? So and I, here I it is. So I would provide that for her <laughs> if she needs a test. Though I don't know who would be... We need a volunteer. ...crazy willing to do that kind of... I mean, I'm sure some villager would be willing to drink it for some gold donations, but there's no ethics committee out here. <laughs> Brita steps forward. Oh, and no! Says, Give it to me. Shit. Brita, haven't you seen my... This is your brain on new life? <clears throat> there's eggs and everything. I wasn't in the podcast at that point. <laughs> 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 all right me. ellie did it once maybe i'll caution her like are you sure i don't think this is a good idea you said i could help everyone in pharaoh's point here's hoping it works then should we maybe like tie her up just in case just in case it mm. doesn't work that's not a bad idea yeah if she gets like, just until yeah the, for her until own safety off, yeah right? But pretty much once you've had it once, you're going to die unless you keep getting it. Correct? That's 
kind of what the idea is that it's so addictive and it's like your whole body like shuts down without it uh it's addictive yeah and kind of makes you not in control of yourself but like would one dose kill her like if this if this cure doesn't work can we wait it out for a couple days and she'll like Unless, okay. like, unless this particular bottle has been spiked somehow, right. you're pretty confident that it will not be fatal okay. immediately. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, unless if we, this cure is fatal, because <laughs> I'd be willing to take the time to like move Anna to the farmstead to get it set up, mm-hmm. to have uh, Brita be willing to like volunteer to help, because then they'd have the space away from the town where like. You know, if she freaks out, she's not going to hurt anyone. Yeah, she she suggests, like, going, mm-hmm. it, like, leaving the village, going yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Because if it's a farm, I'm assuming it's not in, like, the central village, that it's just outside kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly. It yeah. sounds like a safer place to do the experiment. Yes. So there's two forms of the cure that Enna has made so far. One is a... It's it's in like a little leather satchel, and she says like if you open it up, it will, there will be smoke, and if it's inhaled, it will it should work. Mm-hmm. The other is a small uh, solid that you can ingest directly, or it dissolves in water, mm. or I shouldn't say water, liquid. Yeah. The she thinks that the solid form is more potent. And she doesn't know how quickly the smoke would take to become effective as yeah. a cure. Both are very interesting. I might hold on to the smoke version if she can spare it. But I think for um, Brita, she should try the more uh, concentrated version. Mm-hmm. Okay, you venture outside of town. She asks you to tie her up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Loth is like, Gilly's good at that. Throwback. <laughs> Before you tie up her hand, she takes the vial and slams it down. And she sort of winces. She's like, I feel pretty good. When? How long does this stuff usually take to work? Hmm. No idea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I've never used new life. She's like, I should have peed before I had you tie me up. Doesn't it start off just making them feel better and like yeah. happy? Yep. Are is everyone just hanging around until something happens? Basically, okay. We're all pretty invested in her. Right. I'm glad it's a change for my NPCs. <laughs> around hour three, she is starting to sweat. And it's not that warm out. And shortly after, she's like, oh, these these ropes are really starting to, to bother my skin. Can you guys just like loosen them up a bit? And then from there, it goes like, I need you to let me out right now. And then she's like close to closer to hour four. She's starting to like flex and you can hear the ropes beginning to struggle to like contain her. When are you supposed to administer this cure? Maybe right about now. Right about now. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like the new life's starting to take full effect. Yeah. It's probably safe Mm -hmm. to administer. Yeah. 
So how are we going to do this? Just try to dump it down her throat? Yeah, there's enough of us. So you can hold her and make sure it gets in there fine. <laughs> All right. Who's trying to hold her? I guess. Gilly like took down a bear. I'll hold her legs. I can't, <laughs> I can't get up there easily. I'll try and like keep her head and keep her mouth open somehow. Mm-hmm. Okay, can you make uh, an athletics check with advantage? Yeah. 16. Okay. It's like, like you're rolling that 20, you're just like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I guess we don't know about that cure. <laughs> Next! She's cured! <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's administering the cure? I'll use mage hands so my fingers don't get bitten off. Mm. <laughs> Smart. Fair enough. Okay, so... Uh, is it... Did you, like, dunk it in something, or just straight... It's just salt? going in straight. If it's bitter, then it's too bad. Okay. It's like a pill, basically. Yeah. Okay, so, Fena, you're holding Brita's head. You see the little pellet go in, close her mouth, and try not to suffocate her while, you know, like, I'm doing this for your own good! You struggle as as she, like, begins to shake. And, like, one or two of the ropes actually, like, begin to come apart. And she loses consciousness and fully falls over for about a minute before, like, slowly coming to and she's very groggy, but is no longer displaying any of the side effects. Mm. Hot damn. Mm-hmm. Not great side effects from the cure, but it worked, I guess. I'm going to ask her if she's, like, how's she doing? Is she okay? Does she know who she is, where she is? She's like, what am I doing? None of your damn business. This is Bruce. Yep. She's back. She's back. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. feel a bit tired, but normal? Did we do it? I think we did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You spend a few more hours out there. Like, she is fine to, like, stay tied up for a little bit just to make sure mm-hmm. nothing happens. She's totally normal. Very impressed. Congratulate uh, yeah, Anna was... on her hard mm-hmm. work. and Celebrate with Anna. Mm-hmm. Does that mean we can now take a new life without any issues? Oh, my so God. That's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> not the point of it. You can be rescued. That's like saying, I could take heroin because Narcan's a thing. Yeah. No. <laughs> Wait, you can't? Oh, shit. This is time to give your wrong. PSA, Tim, on drugs. We already did drinking. We may as well just bring drugs into this one. Let's sing that song. Let's sing on, uh, Don't you put, put it in your mouth. mouth. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't look good to eat. You're jumping lines there. Like yes. a muffin or a tree. <laughs> you could get sick. Ick. Real quick. Real sick. Real quick. Yeah, we all grew up in the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say, nobody born after, like, 92 would probably understand. I also think yeah, the Canadian. Canadian and, yeah. yeah uh, it's I was born in 84, and I don't know any of the words, aside from, like, the first line. Don't know any of it. What? It's on YouTube, guys. in your childhood. Explains why I'm on so many drugs right now. <laughs> <laughs> Puts everything in his mouth. Please don't put any of that in actual podcast. <laughs> and then with this fairly substantial revelation what is the plan well um i think we should stay until we can get a lot of it synthesized or at least some of it yeah. made up for us to bring with us would we want to check on teller see what he's been 
saying. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, I feel like. And I don't mind just spending like a couple days here. It's only been like a day since we asked him what he said, oh. but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's been like three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured we'd like kind of spend some time. Um, is there anyone that we trust back at Pharaoh's Point enough that we would want to let them know that we think we actually have a cure? Something maybe Martin might be interested in? You don't want to call a Taz Troop Trust meeting? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want, I don't want Elwyn to... To be aware of this yet. I don't think it does us any benefit by letting anyone know yet. Okay. Even inside the Thieves Guild, I think it's... It won't change anything. Yeah. Especially Still need because... to bring it there. We can't bring it any faster. Because mm-hmm. like. Elwyn developed New Life, and if this is anything that he's been involved with and maybe doesn't actually want to cure, because Enna said in the game... I mean, trying not to metagame. Mm-hmm. And it did say... I'm not sure how he couldn't come up with a cure yet. Because mm-hmm. well, and then was... we might want to like secretly give it to people because yeah, yeah. we can dissolve exactly. it in drinks. So mm-hmm. we could like get back and dissolve it in like a thing of wine and have celebratory drinks and like give a bunch of people just the cure we could just go to make sure. Full biological warfare with the smoke <laughs> version and just dump it into yeah. the city. Mass produce the, the smoke. We'll get an airship. We'll fill it in barrels. We'll light the barrels on fire. We'll dump it. <laughs> out of the airship onto the city and smoke them out we'll do it at <laughs> night so no one sees it happen so well developed yeah. already by morning oatmeal the whole town will be cured <laughs> morning oatmeal <laughs> and we'll be wearing gas masks with megaphones saying it's for your own good <laughs> we lose a few yeah. because of smoke inhalation yeah. but that's okay yeah just the normal smoke yeah <laughs> how much of like a group of psychopaths would you look like like <laughs> Like engulfing an entire city with smoke and being like, "Don't worry, just inhale, <laughs> inhale, just breathe deep." <laughs> yeah. Well, I definitely think being able to because I don't think she's gonna be able to really work on it on the road. No, and I think she right, should stay so. here. Okay, so um, I think she's just make enough that we can bring some of some of it with us. Mm-hmm. And then she can continue to just work at her own pace with the assistance of the other people on the farm. So then we need to either stay here for a bit or do something else and then come back to get it before we head back to Pharaoh's Point or have a way for her to send it to us. Yeah. How long do we think it's going to take her to make this? What does she say about that? To make a substantial quantity. A travel pack. Um, Are you wanting like a mixture of smoke and solid Probably. She she thinks like three days. Oh. Yeah. That sounds reasonable. Like, I did start a lot of stuff with like getting this farm set up. There's probably at least a few days of work that I could be doing. And the wizard still wants to spend more time with that orb. Yeah. Yeah. And Faye never wants to leave. (laughs) So you you checked off some gold for the initial repairs i took um i think it was 25 yeah. that you said for yeah. just the initial repairs of the building and then essentially it's one gold piece for two days mm-hmm. of of uh maintenance yeah so i can leave a sum as like a carryover for the property once whoever i find to be in charge of it which is kind of a group thing but cool uh, your couple people from Boldbrook arrive. Okay. For your, um, uh, Marigold is one of them, actually. 
great. Marigold and two people she trusts come along. Uh, Marigold and... Was he saying two or three to send? I thought it was two. So it's just Marigold and someone else? That's fine, because there's other people at the farm as well. It's not the biggest place yet. Marigold and a regular old uh, human. Nice. Human Joe. So I say, it may be some time since I'm back. You still have the support of the guild. But just remember, as of right now, we're not establishing this for classic guild business. Everything should try and stay on the up and up. What I want is eyes and ears on the town, keeping track of what gets pulled out of the marshes, and just trying to establish and keep a low profile. And find out what Teller says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Listen for Teller, make sure Enna's fine. Oh. Remember, this is a big yeah. opportunity. This is the future site, you know, of the guild. And maybe make sure they <laughs> keep their mouth shut about this uh, cure. Yeah. Yeah, we don't want that spreading out. Of course, keep an eye on the wizard. He's a little bit of a weirdo, but he could definitely be of use to us. The human who has just joined you says his name is Clarnell. <laughs> Clarnell. Very nice. And he says, well... Uh, Mr. Uh, Gilladob, sir, if if I may, puts his hand up. Yes, Clarnell. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Um, we did overhear uh, before we left Bullbrook that there was that there was someone asking the high cleric about your your whereabouts. Hmm. Sounded like a friend. What did this person look like? Big half orc with like a with a like a great sword. <laughs> Sword, eh? Very good. Thank you, Clarnell. Said so his name was uh, Stoneskin? Oh. Indeed. Anyways. Very useful information. Keep you... up that good work. If you continue to prove skills like that, you'll go a long ways here. And oh. I give him a gold piece. So Clarnell says, well, it sounds like he got the direction that you all headed in, so I'm just, I think he'll probably be here sooner rather than later. Hmm. I don't like it. Is he a friend? Why isn't everyone gonna look happy? It's hard to know who friends are. Truly. He was supposed to be underground fighting things. And the fact that he's out looking for us specifically. Well, it wouldn't surprise me that he's out looking for us specifically. The only thing that concerns me is that when when I first talked to Alasha about him, her first question was, Did he seem okay to you? Mm-hmm. And nothing ever came from it, but Well, you did try and like get him to say something like you said oh is there a phrase you guys say yeah. but it took him like an hour or so to get back to you with that phrase yeah. which to me is even if it's not like we thought maybe it was mago but we now know the mago's dead but still very suspicious yeah mm-hmm. i still don't feel been, comfortable with it could have been compromised i definitely let uh nelly there know that if he gets any more information or if he sees him to not engage with him to let us know immediately and he's also, not to be permitted on the farmstead. We have a scroll of sending that goes to him. Why wouldn't he just ask us where we are if he was... Mm-hmm. If he wasn't trying to be secretive. That Mago's not dead. It is Mago. Suspicious. It's another Mago. <laughs> Mago, Mago, Mago. No, I don't think he can be trusted. Yeah, we do have a scroll of sending to... We could Shigar. write him. We could write him and say something and see what he says. Try and throw him off the trail. 
Well, just say Be like, like yeah, meet us in hey, how are things going? How are things going? Yeah, do underground that. Do that. With the resistance. If you want the scroll to communicate, I'd give it up to you. Okay, I'll so take you that. Send a message. Yeah, so after hearing on. after hearing this, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna scribble a message to on that shigar sending scroll, or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. ask him how and just ask how how things are going with the resistance underground. You get no response. What were you gonna say? I want to call a tattoo meeting. <laughs> of just you with do. the lashes. Of course you the, do. Hey, this guy. <laughs> He's so hesitant to ask for it now because yeah. he knows that we all just it's like a rag on tool. him. It is an incredible tool. Right? I just with a lasha. I just want to call with a lasha. I'm, I'm gonna ping her. Does she show up? Yeah, she shows up. Okay, I'm just gonna ask her. I'm going to say, hey, when I first mentioned Shigar to you, you asked me if everything seemed okay with him. Was there something, was there a reason that you asked about that? She she thought it was odd that he like left her out of the loop or something. I can't recall the exact detail. Ask her if she's heard anything about... Yeah, just uh, I'll ask if she's heard anything about what's going on underground or anything about him specifically. Well, it seems that we've won the fight to protect the underground tunnels for now. The The Dragonborn are pulling back, but they're not just going to sit on their hands. So whatever it is that Elwyn's waiting from for from you, you know, time is, is becoming a factor. Was Shigar underground for the long time? He was the one that we were following the footsteps for, correct? Yeah, he was. Yeah. So he's also, sorry, he has been underground for a while with the darkness. Oh, yeah. He could be all bonkers. But we're going with the metagaming, though, because we had that whole talk uh, mm-hmm. during the interview episode where I said that I think that Elwyn was down there. So that's... The yeah. Yes, we do know that he spent time in the darkness. He's compromised. <laughs> we're just throwing everyone under the bus. We spent time down there. <laughs> but yeah. How do you keep a straight face and not react to anything we say? <laughs> um, I'm generally not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, did you know, like, so there was a word Shigar was in Boldbrook. Just ask for that. I don't think that's giving away anything that's bad. We there's, uh, Yeah, I guess. It's through the Thieves Guild that they've said this, and if there's maybe she has heard that he's left or something, or they find out he's dead, then that's something she should know. Mm. Okay, yeah. Just relay that information that we caught word that he was in Boldbrook. Um, has she heard anything about his whereabouts or about him leaving or anything like that? She acknowledges that he left. You have been gone for quite some time. And even though Elwyn heard from you, it, you know, we're starting to fear the worst. So I think he just wanted to make sure that if he can help keep you safe, I think that's that's the reason why he left, is to, to find you and offer any help. All right, thanks. That's all. Is everyone, like, where, where is everyone? Is everyone on the farm right now? Is Teller there? We came to see them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then I'd be... Faye's super into what Teller has to say. <laughs> so... So, Osa appears and sort of wrangles up everybody 
and she's like, uh, Teller keeps saying that there is danger coming here. 